Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinematic Schematic, the official podcast of thecinematropolis.com, your home to thoughtful conversations on film. I'm your host, Caleb Masters, and today we're joining a conversation that's been 65 million and 30 years in the <laughs> making. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're running with the dinosaurs or maybe riding a motorcycle with the dinosaurs. In our review of Jurassic World Dominion, we're going to start with an icebreaker question before jumping into a spoiler-free review and providing a verdict on the film. And then we'll conclude the show by going into an in-depth spoiler discussion. And this is actually much like Jurassic World Dominion, somewhat of a reunion show. You know, at yeah. Jurassic World Dominion, we, we get the old cast, the new cast. This one... Coming in almost exactly ballpark of a year uh, since we did our F9 review. I am so excited to be rejoined by the same cast of podcast hosts today. I'm definitely Laura Dern, then. I just want to just claim that now. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's... Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum, you guys can Level headed. Who wants out. to be Jeff Goldblum? Well, I mean, I'd prefer Ooh. it, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm showing not... more chest right now. But, so but Brock's going to show, show more chest. And I prefer that. <laughs> of course, you've heard the voices. Rejoining me today, we have Jason Black from KJYO FM, <laughs> iHeartMedia, and also a member of the Critics' Choice Association and the Oklahoma Film Critics Circle. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. You came back. I've been, I've been waiting. We, I, I only do franchises with minimum six movies. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's uh, you know, the good news is you're in a, a great time to be alive if you want to do podcasts. I am? Oh, well, that's six, a good point. For a minimum of well, six Well, you're movies. the only one that invites me on, so yeah, I guess, I guess that's true. Oh, it's always a blast, Jason. Welcome. I'm also super excited to be rejoined by the Brockness monster of graphic designers. You could, in this case, call him the Brockness T-Rex of graphic designers because uh, it's, you know, on brand for the theme. Brock Lay, welcome back to the Cinemax Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Somebody had to uh, be on here to defend this movie. <laughs> Sir, you are a very brave soul <laughs> to say. <laughs> Last, but uh, certainly not least, super excited to be rejoined by clearly the Laura Dern here uh, and also an award-winning Oklahoma filmmaker, Laron Chapman. Laron, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Firstly, it's great to be in studio with you guys uh, in person. I just got done doing a ton of Dead Center interviews, mostly... <laughs> Yeah, virtually because I had COVID at the time. So it's just nice to be interacting with real people again. Now, listeners, before we get to today's review, I just wanted to quickly note that if you're listening and you enjoyed the conversation we have, please support the show by subscribing on your preferred podcast app and leaving us a rating and a review, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We've got a lot of great shows coming out this summer. I mean, we've got Black Phone uh, is coming up, I think, next week. We've got a bullet train coming out later this summer. You know, there's a lot of great stuff coming up. So subscribe and you'll have it sent directly to your listening device. All right, gentlemen, we're going to start, as we always do, with our icebreaker question. So today, our icebreaker question is, if you were to take a trip to Jurassic Park and you could put together a team of five people, either real or oh. fictional, to go with you, who would you choose? And Lauren Chapman, I'm starting with you, sir. All right. I'm really proud of this list, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Like so, prep. So I, the first, yeah, exactly. Uh -oh. So the first person I have is obviously Dom Toretto because we need to get a, a getaway car. Oh, um, bingo! After seeing Top Gun Maverick, I feel like you know Tom Cruise really plays flies those planes really good. You got to so, get off the island somehow. So I, I have him as my number two. And then I guess this is kind of a multiverse here because Ethan Hunt, I also want him. I want since <laughs> two Tom Cruise, two Tom Cruises since Tom Cruise. I mean, since apparently this new Jurassic Park is, you know, a knockoff 
Mission Impossible movie. We'll get into that later. We will get into that. I figured he'd be good for the espionage stuff, you know, for that. All right. Uh, I wanted a couple chicks there, so I have Ripley from Alien, and then oh. I have uh, Daenerys from from Game of Thrones. Does so she does she comes with with she dragons. comes with the dragon? Ooh, okay. Nice. okay, that yeah. That, otherwise, I mean, yeah, she just talks a lot. So, <laughs> so. does she motivate the T Rexes? Yeah, 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 right, okay. exactly. Yeah, so Lawrence, I mean, I, I mean, I think that's a pretty good. You got a getaway driver. Um, hashtag family. They all feel like they bond together. You got a scientist. Uh, yeah. wait, is Ripley a scientist? Actually, no. Wait, she's a pilot. J.K. But she's yeah. In space, so science-y? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think there's a c- pretty good likelihood about half of them make it out. Half of them, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of, co- of course. All right. Well, Lauren Chapman, thanks so much for your picks. Yep. Brock Lay, I'm turning it to you. Who would be your team of five people? Uh, I'm going back to the original. I'm going Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Joseph Mazzalo, and I have to look her up because I can't remember her name, Ariana Richards, who <laughs> played right. Lex. Uh the original five, because nothing's better than the original, as this movie showed us. And uh, they all made it off. So I feel good about those picks. Uh, Lex is older and wiser. Joseph Mazzalo is older and hopefully wiser. Hope You know, I don't know. If it ain't broke. That. If it ain't if broke, it ain't don't broke. fix it. <laughs> I mean, it is a winning formula. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, as Scream 4 taught us, yeah, you never <laughs> yep. don't fuck with the original. So well, exactly. You can't go wrong there. Okay. All right, Brock. I respect the choice. Jason Black. How about you? Well, I didn't really realize everyone was going to do so much prep, so I feel pretty good about my list of... (laughs) uh, So, Laurent's list was so... Brock, yours was good, too, but Laurent's (laughs) list was really good. So, I was thinking that... I Kind of... I was thinking kind of the same thing about Maverick, but I think I will, just to kind of steal off yours, Laurent, just give me five different Tom Cruises, and then maybe Xenu will get us off the island (laughs) with the other Scientologists, and then... yeah. Uh, if you get Hook the, if the you T-Rex get, to an e-meter. If you get Anderton uh, from Minority Report, you get future vision, so you can determine when the dinos yep. will eat the people beforehand. Listen, so that's Just bring powerful. all the Tom Cruises, and he'll, you'll get out of this alive. You're good. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you know, she, she entertained the dinosaurs. Yeah. So, you know, distractions. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's fantastic. I actually, five Tom Cruises. There I'm into go. it. The guy from Legend? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, interview with a vampire, anybody? Vampires immortal? Come on. Come on. Yeah. Can't die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what I'm taking away from this is that we all want more Tom Cruise because my list, Lauren, you and I were in the same wavelength. Now, I, I put them in a, a slight different order. I actually put uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell as the pilot uh, at the end, not my number five. So I'll circle back and go through the rest cool. uh, because you got to have a getaway pilot. Otherwise, you're stranded yeah. on the island. And, and you know, pterodactyls? Come on. Uh, exactly. He's going to fly around those guys. <laughs> God. And we saw the stunts he did in Maverick. It was incredible. Yeah. So yes, Pete Maverick Mitchell. My number one, you got to have a badass. Like the guy who just shows up and yeah. sc- you screw shit up. Fuck shit up, you know. The Predator, of course. Oh, wow. Naturally, because he can cloak, sneak around. <laughs> he likes to hunt. Yeah, exactly right. He so wait, just the Predator. Just the Predator. Okay. Right. <laughs> Pluck him. First yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Because he's pretty good with working within a team, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of the wild card. Okay. Well, once he sees what else is out there, he's like, oh, yeah. humans are small potatoes. Let's go for the big stuff. <laughs> oh, good. A, a T-Rex has been skinned alive. Must be the predator. <laughs> Hung upside down. He yeah. was here. I guess he, we're doing pretty good. Um, Why so- is a pterodactyl covered in mud? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the predator, number one. Number two, I, I went with Stealth Spy, leaning into uh, video games for this one, Solid Snake. <laughs> Because he crawls through air vents, he plants mines. You yeah. gotta have a guy who can sneak around. And then when the T Rex sees him, he just throws a box over his head. So 
He do- and doesn't move. <laughs> so, you know, he's in good shape. Perfect. That's what he does. Uh, getaway Driver, we're on the same page. Mine's a little less family-oriented, LeBron, though, because I went with Furiosa. Uh, Mad Max Free mm, Rose. Scratch that name out. That was for you, buddy. <laughs> that was, I, I went with Ripley instead. So oh, you man, because you're going to love my next pick because I actually also considered Ripley, but then I realized after looking her up, she wasn't actually a scientist. So what I went with was Dr. Grace Augustine Sigourney Weaver from Avatar, who is, in fact, a scientist. you got to have a scientist, right? Got to control the chaos theory. All right. <laughs> now that you I mentioned think... Predator, I'm adding Gary Busey. <laughs> any uh, Gary Busey from any movie, or just Gary Busey himself. Oh, my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen, what team of five people would you take to Jurassic Park to ensure you survive? You can send us your responses to the cinematropolis at gmail.com for an opportunity to have your answers read on the show. All right. So one little bit of housekeeping I, I just wanted to talk about for a minute before we actually got to our spoiler-free review of Jurassic World Dominion. And that is, I just have to acknowledge... You are correct. We did not do a show in May. May was a big month, and I hope I made it up, more than made it up to all of you with the 11 Dead Center Film Festival interviews I did from the beginning of June until this last week. So hopefully that helped make up for it. We did miss some good ones, though. We missed Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, and we missed uh, Top Gun Maverick. We didn't get to review that as well, uh, and that was probably the best movie that we're going to get this summer, uh, at least blockbuster-wise. You know, so we, we we missed some good ones, but here's the thing. There's a lot of great stuff happening in the world. I just wanted to take a minute to acknowledge this because I love the men around this table. We uh, enjoy talking movies. And uh, we also have some non-movie stuff that happens. So so first up, LeBron Chapman, you got married in May, hey, correct? Congratulations. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I got married in May. Went to Hawaii immediately after that. So I got you to went, see the sets. You went to, you actually Park. went to Jurassic Park. Oh, wow. I community. went to Jurassic World. Yeah. Nice. So I got to go to Kula Ranch and see all the, the locations for it. I saw where Journey 2 was shot with The Rock. You know, so they kind of give you a little tour of every little space that any movie that's ever been shot in that ranch. What island is that? Uh, Oahu. Okay, okay. The north side. I would have said New Bar, but I guess I would have been wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Not Isla Sorna, not that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's site B. Okay. Rock. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Big life move. Yeah. Get my Hawaiian it's mind. Weird. It's mixed up. 2022 is the year, I guess. You know? It's the year. It's, it's a year. big year. Um, but uh, any highlights from the honeymoon you want to shout out? Uh, oh, man. Uh, great food. Great people. Man, all the beaches. Like I said, I wanted to kind of just fake my own death and live live the, you know, castaway life out there and just, you know, um, live as a bougie hobo that eats mangoes out of trees. So, um, but it's a lot. It's really expensive, though. So, had to come back, so, but it was a blast. Reality, was a blast. reality bites sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, as a big diehard Lost fan, uh, when I saw that that's where you're going, I was I was like, man, I envy you. I'm some of your photos. I'm like, that's where that happened in the show, and that's it's great. That's super cool. Well, oh, I be- geeked out at all the locations more than people <laughs> should. You know, I'm like I know that spot. You I've know, seen it like eight movies. Exactly. Oh man, that's incredible. Exactly. Well, congratulations. Uh, you Thank know, you. But, you know, but that has to uh, half on me and, and everyone here at the the Cinematropolis. Um, congratulations, you've been an invaluable part of the podcast yeah. over the years, and this is a big moment. And um, yeah. Uh, thank you for the invitation to the wedding. It was a beautiful wedding ceremony as well. Just want to give a shout out. Um, yeah, thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, no, it, it was super awesome, and I'm and super happy for you. So congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Broccoli, you also had some news uh, that came down in, in May, right? I did have some big news come down in May, speaking of invites to Laurent's wedding. Much like his uh, anticipated <laughs> birthday party invite that I sat by my mailbox every day like a child waiting on his father to pick him up. It never came. Even though uh, he met, you met him, like he, he, his party was literally like two days after you met him. 
Yes. <laughs> Regardless, we had a fantastic time on that podcast. He, <laughs> he, he knew better. No. Uh, yes, my news. So, no, congratulations on your wedding. Big teasing right there. I am going to have another child as much as we <laughs> make light of me having five kids. Uh, me and my wife decided to be surprised and not plan it at all and have one more. So uh, very excited. So we'll have six kids Congratulations. in December. Yes. Thank you. No, very excited. You are halfway to the cheaper by the dozen spinoff. As I, I told my wife, I was like, at this point, like, even if we have another, I don't think anybody's going to notice in our neighborhood. There's just going to be kids running around like, oh, okay. Like, and how long have you guys been married? Like seven years. We've been married. <laughs> we've been married 12 years. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, said, we've had a lot of kids in a short amount of time. You said it's going to be in December, though, right? December, so It's yes. going to be a December baby. And let me be the first person to invite you uh, to the birth of my child so we can fight <laughs> this stigma that you have created. Exactly. LeBron, he, he, you got that before I did, well, man. Come right, on. Right, exactly. My, mom, my mom's birthday is on Christmas, and so I'm just going to say to you, just for this child, make sure you give them a gift for both things, okay. or they will go their whole life traumatized that everyone, Laurent. they're going to be competing with Jesus, the holiday. <laughs> other five kids. Other five <laughs> kids. December 28th, baby. Oh, that's man. my birthday. I'm sorry. Oh, man. So I get it. You get it. Guess who oh, else was man. born on December 28th? Denzel Washington. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's my daughter cool, was though. born on the 23rd of December. So, oh, so she gets I have it. a tiny bit of practice so far. Okay, copy that. So I will, <laughs> I will try to... Yes, manage that. So, so, sure. so if, if if it's looking like December twenty third, you're just like, baby, hold it in. It'll be the day. beginning of December. Luckily, okay. Okay. it'll probably be November, so we will be clear of having to buy two children uh, a birthday and Christmas gift. Well, that, that just means you'll be out of it just in time to review Avatar two, um, because <laughs> yep. apparently it's actually happening. I, I you know what? I think I'll pull out of that. Uh... <laughs> no. Pun hang intended. On. Hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. No pun intended. That just worked out that way. Okay. Um, I'm not excited for no, it's okay. Yes, that's why I don't. That's how most people are. I'm excited. I probably am the only person I know who's actually excited for Avatar 2, uh, even though I don't know. All right, so Jason, what news you got to throw down, man? I mean, you I got mean, competition I, here. Nothing <laughs> compared to these two guys and you, Caleb, which I know we're waiting on here. But well, I mean, nothing. I only have two kids, and I feel like we have stuff going on all the time. Not, I mean, so I don't know what I don't know what Brock's doing. Um, so yeah, okay. I mean, uh, it, th that's it. I, I always tell people, I say, and Brock, maybe you can relate when people go, what are you guys been up to? And I go, I don't know, but it's been a lot. I, yeah. I we, we do stuff all the time. I couldn't tell you what any of it is, but my kids do theater. So we like, we see the shows. It's always a good time. And then, uh, and then I told you guys I'm working on, a, <laughs> I'm trying to make a movie, which has been an interesting experience, Ooh, but very nice. Yeah. So we'll see. Anything about the movie you want to share to listeners? Oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. My, my grandmother was a prisoner of war in world war II, And so, you know, they say, go with what you know. And so she's got this amazing story. And so I, she's 97. I put a camera in front of her and ask questions and the stories are pretty amazing. So I'm trying to put that together and in, into something that makes sense and something that's you know that i feel i can make worthy of her and her story so that's incredible yeah. awesome yeah. i think you're you're gonna do an amazing job i'm hoping yeah i'm hoping congrats that's either awesome. way get the audio like have her tell it at least one time and yeah you know you're right and then just to have it just to have it just yeah, to have it sure yep because yeah yep no you're exactly right I'm excited to see more of this movie. Uh, you showed us a little thing you've been working on uh, beforehand that I won't share with listeners. But anyway, I think it's super cool. And the fact that you'd sort of pay homage to your family history, and that's really unique, powerful 
history there. So um, it's a cool story too. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean there are, and there aren't many left. You know, I mean World War II, yeah. POW, and also with her, it's she's she's a female. It's the Pacific side, and we just don't hear that. It's all mostly European, mm-hmm. and it, and you know the female you hear about on Anne Frank, but yeah. So I'm trying to tell a female story and. You know, just trying to, like I said, do it justice. That's sure. awesome. I can't wait to hear more about it yeah. uh, as uh, as it develops. Um, okay, so I'll just throw it out there. I I, uh, I got engaged in May uh, hey, as well. I just want to throw that out there because um, <laughs> I just I was like thinking about. I was like, why didn't we do a podcast in May? At one point, I even tried to do a men podcast on the weekend of my engage my my engagement party, and I was like, what the hell was I thinking? No, I'm not gonna. That's not possible. Uh, Laurent got married. Brock's having uh, kid number six. Guys, I don't know what it is. Uh, May is just a big month. Yeah. Um, and happens. most importantly, I saw Top Gun Maverick and yes. the Dolby. Oh, yeah. most importantly. Yeah. Yes. Most importantly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do um, recommend uh, a podcast, The Morning After Your Bachelor Party. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll host. <laughs> yeah. Guys, you know, podcast is going to be a part of The Bachelor Party. Oh. Okay. LeRon wants to host, though. In real time. I'm writing it down <laughs> right now. You're on, you're on the list. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, super excited. I proposed to my girlfriend, Lauren, of... Uh, almost four years. Um, I was actually thinking about doing it on her, our fourth anniversary, but then I wanted it to be a surprise. And literally every woman, well, there's every, there was like two women I talked oh, to. Boy, be careful. And they're like, Caleb, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were every like, woman. Uh, I know it was like, it was like two, it was like my yeah. sister and a, a couple other people I was asking. And they were like, yeah, if you want to surprise her, maybe don't do it on like a support, uh, important date. So I literally just, Said, well, I want to do it before June because Dead Center and, 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 and June is always just crazy. It, it, not even just Dead Center. There's all sorts of stuff in June. So I was like, okay, well, I don't want to do it over Memorial Day either because no one's going to come to the party if because uh, uh, there's a surprise party aspect to it. So I was like, all right, the weekend before, um, which was uh, May 21st. So anyway, super big news. Guys, I'm just happy. Life's going great for everybody. It's great. It's good news. I'm uh, And I'm happy that we're all able to experience it together, these chapters together. Absolutely. Two years ago, we would have been like, everything's shit. And now this two years <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Here we are. You know what? Exactly. Everything isn't really great now either, but we're, we're making the most of it. <laughs> we're looking at the yeah. positives. That's the, true. These yeah. are the four silver linings, guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. All right, listeners. Well, uh, I think with all that said, I just wanted to take a moment. We don't talk about personal stuff as much on this show usually, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's exciting and, and we should we should talk more about it. Um, with all that said, though, let's go ahead and jump into our review of Jurassic World Dominion. I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real. Something that they could see and touch. Creation is an act of sheer will. her here forever they find her we're never gonna see her again we gotta protect her that's our job humans and dinosaurs can't coexist we created an ecological disaster Ellie Sadler Alan Grant 
You didn't come out all this way just to catch up now, did you? You coming or what? So according to IMDb, Jurassic World Dominion is described as four years after the destruction of Isla Nubar, Isla Nubar, I don't know. Dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world. This fragile balance will reshape the future and determine once and for all whether human beings are to remain the apex predators on a planet they now share with history's most fearsome creatures in a new era. LaRon Chapman shaking his head so hard right now, and you want to know why I think you, you, you are on the same page. It's because that's not what this movie's about. Not at all. It's not what this movie's about. <laughs> they lied to me. <laughs> and all the marketing. Ah, so with that said, we're going to go around the table. <laughs> Jason, I'm going to start with you, and oh. then we'll go to LaRon, and then Brock. Brock, uh, I'm not. I, I just want I want you to, to to bring us up after we come down, and then I will tear you down after that. So it's going to be a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jason, tell us what did you think of Jurassic World? Uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? Well, people that know me know that I like shorter movies. This one clocks in, I think, at two thirty nine. Is yes, that right? Sir, Something that is like that. Correct. So that is way over what I prefer. <laughs> However, I will say. I was never bored. You know, I mean, it, it's way too long, but I, I, there was never a point where I was like, oh boy, let's get on with it. But this movie was very stupid and um, I would not want to watch it again. But like I said, I was, I mean, I was entertained, but it's just so dumb. There's so many unnecessary things. I know we're going to get into the return of the original cast. I don't know if that was necessary. I don't know if bugs were necessary. <laughs> But other, but otherwise it was fine. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm seriously though. You've already started us on a more positive note than I expected because you were at least entertained throughout. So that's 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 yeah. a win. In my book, that is a win. That I did great. not feel like it was two and a half hours long. I will say that. I am so glad you're right. I felt like it was eight hours long. But oh, <laughs> but but you know that's okay. We're gonna go to LaRon Chapman. What did you think of the film? Listen, I try to find the positive in every movie I see, even if it's terrible. So I'm gonna tell you the good things. Laura Dern had really nice hair. She did. <laughs> it was really well conditioned. What uh, is it? And it was uh, matched Sam Neill. He had a very good beard. Agreed. Yes, yep. absolutely. Jeff Goldblum wore really nice suits. Leather jacket, man. No one wears it like him. And Sam Neill read all of his lines without messing up once. <laughs> so, Well, his accent did slip a few it, times. It I did, did notice the accent slip. <laughs> yes, it did. That is where the compliments for me end <laughs> with this one. So, and I, did, I, I didn't feel like it was two and a half hours, but I definitely had moments of, like, let's, let's get to the dinosaurs. So, mm. And so, for me, it dragged in the beginning. For sure, yeah. But at least, yeah. Uh, now, now, eventually, you do plan to have dinosaurs on your on your dinosaur tour, right? Hello. Uh, hello. Yes. Well, with that said, Brock Lay, bring us the positive news here. First of all, don't call it a comeback. It's been here for thirty years. The Dilophosaurus returns. <laughs> That's I've fair. Yeah, every movie. Dilophosaurus was great in this movie since the first one, and it finally came back. <laughs> so it has been twice this year. So this has been a fantastic year. On top of my sixth child, but most importantly, the Dilophosaurus is back, and Kirby is back in Scream. 
So I got two comebacks <laughs> in one year that make me Listen. happy. So, so, so should we pause the the summer of Morbius or the year of Morbius and say that the the summer of Dilophosaurus? Yes. Okay, yes. I'm good with that. And I even dug the scene. I dug the scene. There was a little suspense to it. it. I I liked I liked the movie because most importantly, my kids liked it. I took my children. I took off work and I took my kids because they were dying to see it. My, they liked the. They like Jurassic Park. I actually was able to potty train my oldest child by threatening to take away Jurassic Park. One time I said, you will never watch it again. He literally from that day has never peed or pooped in his pants again. Wow. The power of Jurassic Park. During the movie, I found myself watching my kids more than the movie. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, suspense and like having their hands over their ears or their face, like them experiencing the movie was me watching them more than the movie. And that's what made it for me. Uh, I don't know. Just like that childlike wonder of like loving dinosaurs and watching something and that like hitting you and like giving you like that Jurassic park. That's why I'm a graphic designer. Honestly, it's the movie, it's the book. And so for them, I'm hoping that like, yes, is it a good movie? No, it's terrible. But my experience that I had with it yeah, was yeah. wonderful. That's fair. That's and great. And so there are plot holes. The bad guy is weak. But mm. watching my kids, yeah, and y'all can kind of. I will see say him, the, like, the the crowd behind me it was a dad and his and his and his daughter. Yeah. they were having a blast the whole time. Yes, and I will say that did bring me some joy to yeah. see that. You know, I was like, you know, I'm glad someone enjoys this movie. I don't, but you yeah. know, someone and, enjoying and, and it. And that's why it's really hard. That's why I'm like, yes, like. Is, is it a good movie? No, but like the joy I got from taking my kids to see their first Jurassic Park in the theater is like hopefully like what my parents had for me when they took me to the drive-in to see the original Jurassic Park. I like lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And so like seeing it on the big screen with the loud noises and just all of it, like I, I could tell it really had an effect on them in a good way. What didn't have a good, a good effect on them was the Beast trailer with Idris Elba. <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. I was in front of you. <laughs> oh, was in front gosh. of it. Wow. Terrified my kids. Uh, pilot, my son looked at me. He goes, I don't want to see that. One. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. So everybody's warranted, but my experience was different from others just because of the joy it brought my kids. I really appreciate you sharing that though. I think that's really powerful because um, I don't have children and it's, it, it's easy to get tunnel vision and focus just on, on the movie side of it. But the fact that you're able to remember, Hey, I loved going to the drive-in to see Jurassic park when I was a kid and I can now share that experience with my kids. That's pretty cool. That's pretty powerful. And I'm glad that at least they were able to provide you that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I mean, they're seven and six, so they're still like, they're at that like ripe age. where like something like this is like yeah. right up their alley to be scary to be exciting, to be like a wondrous occasion of like, these are huge dinosaurs on the big screen, finally getting that experience. It is fun to do that because we've seen everything. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's, remember when Jessica Bark came out, Yeah. how we hadn't seen everything? We've seen everything. So it is cool when you get to see your kids see it because in a way, they haven't seen what we're just so jaded by. Like I mm-hmm. took my son to see... Uh, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, and we had to get up and leave the theater during the helicopter scene. <laughs> yeah. He was so nervous; he didn't. Oh understand. wow! He oh, really yeah. thought like yeah. he thought he thought Tom Cruise was, you know, got to go visit Xenu. So we so seeing him <laughs> seeing the way that they react is a lot of fun. So I I, yeah. I know what you mean by that. So what you're saying is me and Caleb need to have children. Exactly. And you will enjoy more movies. We'll be less jaded. Yeah. So get a child and get a Two things. Door. I watched uh, Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout while on an airplane with the helicopter oh scene. Talk about like having anxiety yeah, about just yeah. the wazoo. First but, off, uh, you watched 
Fallout on an airplane. Christopher Nolan slash Chris McQuarrie just just stopped dead in his tracks. Okay. Both of them, both Chris's. Um, so, yeah. it, it, did, it didn't have motion smoothing on, though, so Macquarie was okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many kids, so I have to watch them when I can, wherever I can. Usually it's whenever I'm by myself. That's fair. That's and fair. so, yeah, so the second thing doesn't matter. All right. Well, I, I so I just want to say, Brock, though, I appreciate that because we probably need some of that at this table because I'm about to rain down. Rain down. Like I haven't rained down on a movie. Before you do, uh, yeah, yeah. during the movie, my son leans over seven years old. Didn't I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there sipping my sipping my beer and he goes, I love you. And I was like, Oh Jurassic man, World Dominion's the true. best movie ever. I swear. <laughs> this story really happened. This really happened. Because I took him to see Jurassic World. This wow. is too wholesome. That's how much he liked this it. So Caleb, take rip rip that away from me. I will, will never listen. I so I just wanna, Go. I, I wanna yeah, I, I'm just gonna preface <laughs> this. And I actually thought about this brought because I didn't know for a fact that you liked this movie, but I thought you might. I love so, the, I love the experience <laughs> of the movie. I, I appreciate that because one of the preferences I was gonna have before I laid out any of this stuff was Brock. I don't want to take literally, I don't want to take away anything that you liked about this movie or that you enjoyed the experience with your kids, because truly that is magical. And uh, as Laron joked, but there's some seriousness there. Well, uh, you know, we're jaded and, and like I think whenever you're able to experience it, it's like with someone who hasn't seen stuff like that, it, it does add that kind of like, oh yeah, movies are magical, right? They're not just, you know, Hollywood productions. And, yeah. yeah. That said, <laughs> Laron, like you said, I always try to find the positives first and start positive. And there's movies I don't like, but I still say nice things about. Um, I don't have too many nice things to say about this movie. So what did I like? Uh, the scene where Chris Pratt jumped from the motorcycle to the plane. That was pretty cool. I, I was... I was very engaged in that sequence. Um, the militarized raptors, that was pretty cool. I kind of wish the whole movie was that, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. Uh, that was a pretty cool thing. I liked that. Loved the original cast, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, um, Jeff Goldblum, always great. I don't feel like their characters in this movie are any, in any way congruous with what we had seen from those characters in previous movies. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. D- does the E.M. Malcolm in this movie in any way align with the E.M. Malcolm that we saw in Lost World Jurassic Park? No, but that's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and you know what? The one thing I will say, Brock, that I, I noted here, it is inherently fun to see dinosaurs on the big screen. Just inherently. It's a cool thing. And they haven't gone 100% CGI like I thought they could have very easily done, which is what a lot of Hollywood's doing right now. So you see actual animatronic dinosaurs in certain sequences. Not every dinosaur, but some of the dinosaurs is pretty cool. And seeing the T-Rex on the screen, I love it. I'm going to love it. It's the nostalgia. It's the power of the nostalgia, and I'm a sucker for it. Did I need the T-Rex from Jurassic Park actually walking into a circle to recreate the logo from the original movie? (laughs) I didn't, but you know what? It's still cool. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. So those are the positives. What didn't I like? Everything else. Literally everything So you're telling me you didn't like... The Dimetrodon scene. No. You didn't <laughs> no. like the Giganosaurus scene. The the one Uposaurus? No, I didn't like the one Uposaurus that's been in every Colin Trevorrow At least it wasn't movie. genetically engineered. So you're telling me you did not like the- one Uposaurus. No, I did not like the one Uposaurus. <laughs> what is it? I learned this name from a Dr. Pepper candidate at work. <laughs> <laughs> the Ichthyocanosaurus, the one with the three claws. You didn't like that scene. I already told you the dinosaurs are the best part. I don't, I, I will say I am really over the tired because Colin Trevorrow, no, actually, you know, it's not even just Colin Trevorrow. They've been doing this everyone since the Jurassic Park 3 where they're like, all right, we know the T-Rex is the best, but what if we one-upped it? And we'll get into it, it later, movie. but you're going to see a movie 
about dinosaurs, but every scene I just said where that were fun dinosaur packed scenes they were. you didn't like. I don't I said the dinosaurs were great. I okay. As a macro, micro, they're all stupid. <laughs> so that's, yeah, Jason, you yeah. called it as, a, as yeah. an idea and I an like experience. Okay. But when you're like, hey, here's this crazy dinosaur that's probably real, but also way better than the T Rex. Here it is. It's going to kill the T Rex. That's you know, why like, I think my experience like changed my mind. It's like, what do you expect? I uh, and I know we'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. But I also have. I also have something to defend that as well. Okay, that's fair. Here's what I'm gonna say. To Jason's point, this movie is not just dumb, it is aggressively dumb. It thinks the yeah. audience is mm -hmm. very dumb. My children are um, very dumb. They loved it. <laughs> they loved it. I, I, again, I'm not trying, to, I'm not insulting the intelligence. No, I'm, just I'm saying being serious. The There's movie an just, innocence there. They're six yeah. and seven, yes. Um, it's way too long. And I think the biggest sin, which I already alluded to after I finished reading the premise, this movie is not what was promised at the end of Fallen Kingdom, a movie I also didn't like. Right. But when it got to the end, I was like, you know what? It might have set up for a really cool third movie. The marketing marketed directly to me. I was like, you know what? They might have something on their hands here because they set up this because they get out of the park. That's been the thing. They have to go back to that same premise in every sequel. And this is the one I was like, all right. So they're not in Jurassic Park anymore. They're in the real world. How are humans going to cope? That that's a, that's a germ of an idea. I'm like that. That's pretty compelling. Yeah. And you know what they do in this movie? They're like, what if Biosyn, the secretly not secretly evil corporation, Wait, spoilers. heard them that's all? Spoilers. No. Okay. They they put all the dinosaurs in one area <laughs> <laughs> that, that our main characters have to go through, and you're like, oh wait. So it's the same premise. I yes. I didn't think anything was going to go wrong. <laughs> what could go wrong? Yeah. Michael Crichton would be rolling in his grave. He probably is. I will um, give, I, yes, he will. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, lastly, it's already been done to death on the internet, but it has to be said in the words of Ian Malcolm, that is one big pile of shit. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I don't. I, I saw don't. so many reviews of that. It's literally just the gif. My review of the movie is, is as follows. Yes, exactly. And it's just him looking at the pile of shit smoking a cigarette. <laughs> exactly. I so anyway, I could, I could, I don't like, I really don't like being overly negative on movies, but this is the what the first one in a long time. Where like you know, I just it's it I it upset me. I was it walked away with its and I be, it, for a lot of reasons. Okay, now that said, let's let's not just focus on the negatives. That, that's my initial take. Let's talk about the return of the original trio. One of the things that I think we all liked. It sounds like, Laron. Yeah. What did you think? Did you think they made a good use of the original trio of uh, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Jeff Goldblum? Uh, no, but I do think. I, I appreciated seeing them. I mean, I I absolutely felt like this was one of those things where it felt phoned in for all three of them. Yes, and that I hated that 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 soullessness that was just missing from their characters. That I that's what made the first one so good. I think is I realized as I rewatched it as an adult, I'm like, you know, this was a good movie even before the dinosaurs came into play. Yes, because exactly. they actually flesh these characters out really well. So to have and they them, feel like real people, they not, feel like not people, not yeah. cartoon characters. They feel like right. real people that you're like, yeah, that's a real problem. Like Sam Neill doesn't like kids, and you're like, oh, and he kind of learns to kind of warm up to kids in the movie. You know, that's kind of interesting. There's that will they won't they between Laura Dern and Sam Neill, and it's still at the end of the movie, not totally clear, but that tension is really interesting. Yeah. And then you got wild card Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm, that's like throwing a bunch of like scientific scientific theory out there, and you're like, I don't know what that means, but it's really interesting, and I, I'm gonna walk yeah. away from the movie thinking. About the flirtatiousness that. with Ellie in the car with the oh, chaos yes, theory. The chaos theory. Yeah. Oh. It just feels like they just like they got them all in a room and they're like, hey, so we give you 
X amount of dollars. Are you willing to come back for one more movie? You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and it felt like I'm surprised I actually got more screen time than I thought. I thought they were yeah. going to like scream five of them and make them just like cameos. They actually characters in the whole movie, but I just felt like the plot was just so dumb. I just felt like they were wasted. I almost wish they weren't here just so I could just take the movie on its own merit, I mean, or lack thereof, and say, you know, just get them away from it. But since they were in it, now I hate to even incorporate them into this universe. I just kind of wish it was its own. This is the Jurassic World universe. It's not the Jurassic Park I grew up with. They feel like two different things. And and they didn't feel like they didn't feel organic to that space at all. Yeah. They kind of just felt like pigeonholed into something else. So just this is one of the biggest like where it felt like a product. The whole thing felt like I I see the mechanics, I see the machine, I see the I see how everything is kind of playing into like it's not a movie really. It's just like it's something to sell toys. It's a nostalgic cash grab. And I hate that feeling when you're watching something when it's like I could. I wish I was at least entertained. Because mm-hmm. if at least if I was entertained, then I'd be like, okay, it was stupid. Like, I mean, I like dumb action movies. I still defend Fast Nine, but like, I mean, but this just was. This Maybe was, I should take my kids to see Fast Nine. Oh, <laughs> I was like, this you was just yet. This Hashtag one family brought. Come exactly. on, exactly. This one was just dumb without the fun for me, and that's just how I feel. I was, okay. The one thing I would I would disagree on Jason with your view is I actually was bored except for a handful of sequences because mostly I think it was more of a pacing issue less of a set piece issue because yeah. there's a lot of cool set pieces throughout the film I think I just like lots of things happen yeah lots of things yeah. happen I think I was just having a hard time like it would slow way down it took a long time for things to start up and then yeah. you get a cool sequence and then there'd be like another like 30 minutes where you're like oh, okay I don't care about any I of mean this. don't get me wrong uh, it's too long. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't care about, I, I don't know when we can get in, I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, how I really would like to discuss how they really doubled down that they feel like we do care about the relationship between certain <laughs> characters in these movies where we do not. And so- Okay, okay. I, I think you're alluding to, you're, you're talking about the Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah? Not as much as okay. the- child dynamic oh, yeah. Um, yeah and maybe also the chris pratt blue relationship yeah. yeah like do they they really think that we are invested in i was like is this blue? the land before time it's like, crazy because this is where i feel this is where i go 50 50 the movie is smart enough to know that it's silly because ian malcolm literally says wait you made a this is kind of a spoiler, well right 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 he's like you he's literally stops the movie and says wait you made a promise to a dinosaur but I guess that's what I'm saying. They don't think the audience is smart enough to pick up on that on their own, so they have to yeah anyway. say it and hammer yeah. it over. Yeah, yeah. I actually liked I liked Goldblum in it. I thought he was funny. Yes. Yeah. Does his is his character consistent with the others? I I don't know. Probably not. But I I'm I'm with you on the the other the the other original Ellie and and uh, Sam whatever their names are. I I they were completely phoning it into me. Um, I didn't necessarily need them. That's probably why it's so long is because they felt like they had to give everybody sort of kind of an arc having the two of them go off together into the, into the, the lower levels to have their own little adventure, which was completely not necessary. Yeah. I I mean, just all that stuff that they just had to go off on these little side projects, which just, it just wasn't necessary. So, I mean, I, in a sense, I'm glad that they came back for the nostalgia of it and for you know, supposedly wrapping this up. Do not believe that. So they did get them back. That's sort of fun, but otherwise, I, I they didn't do anything for me. I, I, I did enjoy Goldblum, but otherwise, I, I didn't. I didn't. None of that did anything for me. Yeah. I kind of expect them to elevate it, and I because literally, yes. I, I had no interest in seeing this at all. And I was like, but as the trailers came out and they bring back the legacy character, I was like, maybe, maybe. maybe. 
maybe this will, you know, maybe this will be the thing we needed, the thing it's missing. And then I'm just like, this doesn't do anything for it. it you know, what's wild anything. too is that for his, I mean, it's literally called Jurassic World. And for this thing that is pretending like a world is so big, they make it so small. They, these, all these characters know each other. They go, oh yeah, I know who you are. You, <laughs> you train dinosaurs. Oh, I've heard of you. You do that. They did that so many times. The it drove kid, me insane. The kid knew who <laughs> Sam Neill was. Listen, Brock, you just talked about how dumb kids are. They don't know. I promise you. She yeah, doesn't know yeah. who Sam Neill is. Mm-hmm. What, well, she's living in a cabin in the woods with nothing right. there. Yeah, she doesn't. Which, which <laughs> by the way, I, you know, we're not getting into spoilers, but just a couple of other just very specific dumb things. Let's just <laughs> pretend like Chris Pratt is really close with Blue, which, you know, good for you. Um, we ain't going outside if there's raptors in the forest. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not doing no. bonfires and we're, you are, we are staying inside. That's what it is. I realize that's what it is. They they sucked out anything in all the menace that existed from the dinosaurs. There was something really, actually, genuinely frightening about the scare. The the, the first movie is a borderline horror movie. They, they're yeah. scary. Like in this, they're like, oh, they're companions. They're friends. They nod heads to each other. Mm. Like at the end of the movie. Listen, there's only a moment at the end where he looks at Blue and he's like, yes. And they just nod. I'm just like, I can't. Well, because you know what this is. Because you know what they didn't figure out in the first Jurassic Park, Laron, is the the whole secret to that camaraderie. Hand up. Mm. That 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 Which, stops any dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, just do this, and then the dinosaurs. Are, oh, okay, cool. He's yeah. cool. He's cool. Just say their name over. And <laughs> over, and over. It just like no, these are dinosaurs. That makes no sense. <laughs> They're gonna eat your, your bite dog. Your wouldn't hand do off. this. Yeah. It looks so yeah, yeah, too much. Uh, sorry, Jason. You were gonna say something else there. <laughs> I don't think I was. <laughs> I, I think I'm all right. All right. All right, so so Brock, I turn it to you. What did you think of the return of the original cast? I liked the idea of uh, Dr. Alan Grant and Ellie, you know, coming back together, and because you think about it when you're a kid, like they leave on such like like will they or won't they terms, like you said, and then you see in three that she ends up marrying somebody else and has kids, and like he's kind of lost a chance. So you kind of like that they're back together just for that nostalgia's you know, steak, you know, it's just like, Oh, okay. Like I can get back into this to see, because whenever I was a kid, like I was like, I thought they were married. I thought they weren't Mm. married. I never knew what they were. And as a kid, like I couldn't really read like body languages and stuff. So I just never knew what they were. So it was always kind of interesting. Uh, so I kind of liked their arc. I was okay with their weird side story. It didn't make sense. It was, it was stupid. Uh, but just kind of seeing how it would play itself out, which, Again, I didn't like the bad guy in this and how dumb he was to so the dumb. fact that Ramsey, he couldn't pick up on Ramsey at all, which I won't go into that until later. Um, I didn't think Jeff Goldblum was utilized that well. He's fantastic in the movie, but I thought he could have been utilized better. Like him working for Biasin just seemed weird to me as to what he was before. Um, he had a couple fun little buttons that like kind of harken back to the original. I did laugh. Um, I don't want to ruin those because they are pretty, you know, I don't know. They're pretty fun. I don't have to go long on it, but did it make use of the original trio? I will even say the original Quattro with Dr. Henry Wu. Dr. Henry Wu is just stripped of everything he's ever been. And he's every hardly in the movie movie. And when he is, he seems like a completely different person than every other movie before that. He's always been very smart, very sure of himself. And in this one, it's very weird. He seems like a completely different character that wasn't even in in any of the other ones. Or as Alan Grant refers to in the movie, hey, 
I know you. I remember you. Mm. Like yeah. that's something like every like, bro, he introduced you other. to the Velociraptor. <laughs> it just it, the movie goes. That's what I'm saying. Like they just assume the audience is is dumb. And I'm not saying everybody in the audience is going to remember all these characters. What I am saying though is that they I think audiences can pick up. Oh, these guys have a past. They have real yeah. conversations. They don't need to stop the movie and be like, I remember you. You're the raptor trainer guy. You're, you're the scientist guy mm -hmm. I met 30 years I ago, right? It. Yeah. Oh, it drove me crazy. But that, I mean, I'm telling you, that kid, she, she's what in the movie? 15? Maybe. 15. Maybe, yeah. And she goes, oh, you're Dr. Alan Grant. No. no. She does not know <laughs> who Alan Grant is. one of the Grant raptors is. tell you that? It's like, yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just want to echo everything that's being said. I think I, I will say... Um, Jeff Goldblum was the one I liked the most purely because he's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's I, just playing himself. He's playing himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did find the idea that this secretly evil, not secretly evil uh, corporation, Biosyn, uh, they're like, hey, this guy was a big thought leader back in the 90s. What if we hired him to come like just say shit on our campus? I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I've, I've been in those rooms where you're like, how'd this person get hired? Oh, they were famous like 30 years ago. Um, so so I thought that was kind of clever, even though they didn't really take it that far. Um, and and it was, I will say, Brock, to your point, it really made his allegiances very confusing. And also, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the way in which he interacts with, with um, Grant and Sattler, you're like, he's doing what? Yeah. What? And also, he acts like they stayed in touch and they've been BFFs this whole time. I don't know. The whole thing, it just felt like you said, Laurent, I could see the mechanics being like, this yeah. is so artifice. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like, and I hated the entire subplot that all three of them are involved in. Like, oh, they, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get more in spoilers, but it is not what any of us signed up for when we nope. bought the ticket for the movie. No, and there's to three see movies them, in this movie and none of yeah. them are good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, so with that said, um, pretty disappointing overall, but Jeff Goldblum, the guy could do anything and I'll be happy he's there. This be real. Yeah. Okay, now Jason, you alluded to a moment ago, you know, this is also, as Colin Trevorrow has been pitching it, the, the conclusion of not just the Jurassic World trilogy, but all six movies. And I... When I read that quote, I was like, uh, PTSD flashbacks to the the rise of Skywalker being the end of nine movies. And we all saw that panned out. Um, <laughs> so the question, though, is, you know, that's a pretty bold claim. Do you think De uh, Dominion delivers on a quote unquote conclusion on any level? And I'll no. With you. <laughs> Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't know what I wanted, but I, it, it no, it wasn't this. And and I they'll do another movie. I, I it may not be Jurassic World, it may be Jurassic Universe or something. I don't you know I don't know what it'll be, and it'll be new characters or whatever. But um, no, I, I I'm with you that I I the the way the last one was set up is not what this turned out to be at all. And a lot of this stuff, you know, you 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 mentioned Star Wars where they clearly did not have a plan. You wonder how much of a plan they had with these, and you wonder how much they delivered on what that original plan was. Um, and then you stop wondering because then you realize you don't really care that much because it just really wasn't very good. No, exactly. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. At a certain point when it's really bad, you're like, I don't really care if you knew or not. Either way, yeah. your, your original, if you did know, your original idea was very bad. It was really right. bad and didn't yeah. The yeah. follow through. Is mm -hmm. Laurent, anything you want to add to that? No, uh, I just, <laughs> I, it was, it just felt lazy. Um, it's weird. It felt, the, the film is like busy and lazy at the same time. The writing is lazy. The ideas are lazy, you know? So I just, this, this is a weird way to bookend this. Like I, I have not really enjoyed any of the Jurassic world movies like entirely, but at least Jurassic world, like I didn't love it, but there were still like 
something. I think there was still some merit to it. The, you know the, I mean? the, the, the premise was at least compelling. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. yeah. So the sequel left a lot to be desired. And then this one just kind of just like just just for me, just spontaneously combusted. So I don't I don't really know. It's a weird way to end all of these stories. And they definitely feel like the world movies feel so divorced from the first three. A lot of people don't love three, but I feel like it's still three at least still felt like it was in the same realm. You know, Grant this, still feel like Grant. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. This these just feel like their own self contained universes that also have dinosaurs and surprisingly now have the same cast members from the first one. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, it was a weird way to end it for me. But did you not love all the fan service, the callbacks to the previous movies? I normally like that kind of thing. I, I, I like Scream. I, I like listen, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I like these kinds of things. There was normally. one callback I did like, and well, okay, I, I, I didn't preface this. I don't think this is too much of a spoiler because you find out pretty early. But I will just say, I won't say much about what this character, but Lewis Dogson, who was in literally one scene in the original movie, makes a, a very prominent appearance in this film and the funny thing is it's a totally different actor and it was six, five movies ago and third almost 30 years ago and he was in one scene and even though he's a really big part of the the michael Crichton novels that i love very few people who just kind of casually watch these are like oh that's that one guy from that one scene in jurassic park you know it just it, i didn't put it together till you sent the email today to prepare to <laughs> well, talk I mean, about this it's, it's just like the reviews of that's a big pile of shit like for him it's like dotson we got dotson here yeah, yeah. see nobody cares <laughs> like from the totally. original movie that's like, spot on yeah like see nobody cares like <laughs> they didn't make enough of wow it. that came full circle yeah that that's that, a great that's a great callback yeah, yes. <laughs> uh brock i mean did it, this land for you in terms of like kind of putting a pen at the end of the six. So films. now that my kids are out of the way, I can get down to the serious business uh, without. I, yes. No, this did not conclude the movie. It was, it was a horrible conclusion. It made zero sense. This was, if you could even call it, this was Jurassic park seven, not six. This, because you're expecting what comes after five, you're expecting dinosaurs taking over the world. And we get the intro which was kind of how we've already come to terms with it. I don't know. I guess that's yeah. a spoiler. But so this was seven in a fact that like it gleams over everything that the end of five promised. Yeah, they skipped over all the stuff that you're they like, that's, over that's, the, everything that's the interesting that you movie. thought was going to happen. Um, their preparation for this movie was fantastic. Like leading up to it, thinking that you're going to get this huge spectacle. They had uh, dinohunter.com if you guys went to that and saw that. And it was literally it was a it was a interactive map of the globe, oh, really? and it had all of the different sightings of dinosaurs mm. uh, that people had captured. So it had like the Mosasaurus swimming past like an underwater uh, oil driller, like it, it swam past like the camera that monitors the drilling. It had people posting to social media like being chased by a baryonyx in like. South America as they were hiking and them hiding from it and like filming around a rock. It had like stegosauruses blocking the road. It had all of these things. And you're like, holy smokes. Like this is amazing. Like this is a very smart way to market a movie to post all of these things of dinosaurs living among us and how like how it's changing our world. And then to be, you know, kind of hoodwinked into that and then get what we got. Like it just, no, like this was, if you can even call it seven, because even if it was seven, you'd be like, it's it's not it's not what it's supposed to be. It, it just wasn't what it was supposed to have been. Um, so no, it did not conclude the trilogy. It was just a weird, weird movie. My problem is 
when you, especially when you position this as this is the epic conclusion that was promised 30 years ago, you're like, no, not, not really. It's I think not. there was one book, right? I mean, yeah, it's exactly two, I, two, books. two books. There were two. two books. Okay. There, lo- there was a Lost World book, which is dramatically different from okay. the, the film. I mean, we really weren't I, promised anything. I loved Michael Crichton. And I, I never knew that Lost World. I never knew he wrote a second book. And I let's never not knew pretend like all Michael Crichton books are good. No, that's fair. You know, they're, they're not mean, all great. You know, no, no, at all. No, I agreed. I, I just, I, I just, I guess my point is, you know, it, nothing was promised, but the way they're marketing these films, the way sure. they try to market episode nine, like this is, it's been all been building to this. And I'm like, not really. I don't think so. Not when you make it up as you go along. I, exactly. I, I don't think you so. You feel like you skipped ahead. It, 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 yeah, and, and again, the thing that was promised to us brought to your point where you're like, oh, the dinosaurs in the real world, that's compelling. They totally gloss over that. And that's not the movie we got here. So I, I don't think this movie. The is, best part of that movie was, is now in the progressive commercial where the T-Rex is, T-Rex is in the, <laughs> uh, the drive-in theater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, that was great. That was great yeah, you know, but I did think that was going to be in the movie, though. <laughs> exactly. I really did. I did, yeah. too. You're like, where We've the hell did that go? been <laughs> lied to. I have trust yeah. issues. <laughs> They're galloping with the horses at the end, and I'm just like, this is just, this is not the movie that, you mm-hmm. know, it's just, it, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Let's go ahead and do later grades. I can labor <laughs> the point and talk about why I hate this movie for, for hours, but uh, which doesn't happen very often, frankly. Um, Broccoli, I'm going to start with you. What letter grade would you give this film? A plus. For my <laughs> experience. For experience. For experience. For experience. Okay. All right. Fair. D plus for the movie only because I did enjoy some of the dinosaur things. Like I, I had fun with some of the dinosaur things after the movie, I will give it an F cause we went and ate at Chick-fil-A and I had to take my son to the restroom. And when we did, someone came and stole food off our table. What? Whoa. Stole all of our food. And we at came a Christian out, establishment at a Christian establishment. They allowed some man to come in and finger through my food. Whoa. And I came out and the person told me, they're like, someone stole food off your table, sir. And I was like, Oh, that's terrible. He goes, he's outside if you want to get it back and I said I don't I don't think I want it back he, <laughs> yeah. can, he can keep it you just looked at him and said that will be done yeah <laughs> they, they replaced our food so it, it goes A for experience D plus for uh, the actual movie F minus for Chick-fil-A afterwards Okay. Damn, Chick Fil A taking the heat. The Ron Chapman, what is your Chick Fil A review of the day? I I started off giving this two stars, and then I thought about it, and I just thought that's so generous. That is very generous. That's so generous. So I gave it one and a half stars. I think it's such crap that you guys aren't appreciating the dinosaurs that are in it, though. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. No. The thing is, they they are in there, but, but the thing is, scary. they're not scary, and they're not in it very much. That's they're not the scary. They're I moment, can give you the not scary. Those moments don't have like that. Gra- they don't have that. Gra- that, it's like, so hard to talk about without spoiling. Something. Yeah, present, there, there, present. there is a scene that they are not nearly scared enough of the dinosaurs, which we will get to in the spoilers. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. But yeah, my letter grade is also a D plus for the film. Um, you guys are so nice to this movie. It, it, I, a D plus is nice. Yeah. Okay. For this I, one, I, I really I'm liked ready the, for your the Bryce Dallas Howard scene where she's. Crawling, even though it was really dumb, I still. Even though, again, it's totally incongruous who to where she was the last two movies. It's okay. It's okay. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but, but she's. I love seeing her. I do love seeing Bryce Dallas Howard on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like her. Yeah, yeah she's like great. Her. She's fine. Yeah, she's great. No I mean, issues with her. Maybe it does give it a half star just because she's there. She's the re- yeah. yeah. She's the reason it's not one. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> one and a half. Jason what Black, what letter uh, grade would you give? this Well, one? I like so far. Laurent ruined it a little bit, but Brock gave it a D plus and then Laurent gave it two stars. <laughs> so I was just going to give it a thumbs down. I thought maybe we were supposed <laughs> to do something Scott, different. The Michael Scott uh, 
series of you know, grading <laughs> things. So, yeah, I mean, a D plus, that's what I was thinking too, but I wanted to give something different than the other two. It's just a solid number. I think it's just right where it's at. It's no, no, it's not. It's an D F. D for dumb. Yeah, it's it's an F. It's an F. It's too long. It's too dumb. It makes me retroactively not want to watch the previous movies, Ever even again. though Jurassic Park 1 is, I would qualify as one of the very handful of films I would say is a perfect movie. Um, like I just, I, it makes you not want to watch the original movie. It makes me not want to watch it for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because I'm just like, this is such a dumb franchise. Like when you know where it goes and where it goes is such a dumb, awful place. You're like, well, maybe I don't even want to think about that. It's when I the, watch the, like original. the Halloween resurrections of the franchise where yeah. you're just like, that didn't happen. Are you shocked at how much money it's making? I, I know yeah. it was projected, but I, I'm really, really surprised I, because, and the reason I say I'm surprised is because. I know so many more people, and I know Top Gun's making a lot of money too, but I know so many more people that are excited about Top Gun and have posted about Top oh, yeah. Gun and all ages, and you know they talk about the four quadrants. I don't know anyone that wanted to see Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, and it's making, I can't believe how much more money it's making. Can yeah. you believe that it's, that it, I think it beat Lightyear, right? It did, it did, oh, in it its did. second weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That was a shocker. That's yeah. a shocker. Jason, that that's a great point because I've only seen people post negative things about this movie online. So who are the people who are showing up? I mean, well, it's to make this much money, and I know you got to give your letter grade, but to make this much money, you got to go twice. To have this much money, these are not these are not only one time viewers. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that means there's enough people with positive word of mouth to <laughs> inspire their friends, and they go say, "Who?" Through this, this is a torture device a second well, time. Luckily, my kids don't realize that you can go see the same movie twice in a theater because today they were like, When can we buy it to watch it at home? I was like, Oh, it's a long time from now. So, yeah, nice, uh, yeah. well <laughs> yeah. played. I, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest, I give it an F. Um, I think I gave it one star on Letterboxd, was my review, and the, the, the half a star was, um, I like Jeff Goldblum. And then there were a couple of sequences, like I, I did mention the specific, I thought the raptor chase sequence that was featured in the trailers did deliver. Um, I laughed audibly when that guy on the lime scooter got eaten. That was yeah, pretty that was cool. Great. Yeah, I the laughed. carnosauruses were sweet in the in the town square with him riding the bike. Yeah, that was cool. that was great. That was a cool sequence. I was entertained. <laughs> I liked again. You know I did. I liked. We'll get into it. <laughs> okay. I liked. The, I mean, it's dumb. It's a. I just want to make sure it's clear. It's aggressively dumb, but I had fun with the idea that there's just like a lady assassin who just laser lights people and wraps <laughs> and, and, and then disappears chase. and never comes and never comes back. <laughs> She was the most menacing character. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and then she disappeared. Uh, I just heard so many people mention it like, hey, I did not sign up for this Fast and the Furious knockoff. And I said, uh, oh, I said, I said it was a Mission Impossible knockoff. Yes. But I'm just like, there was so many like weird elements. But see, I agree. I, I don't know if we're at that part yet, but that's not, to me, that's not Jurassic Park. That's no. not Jurassic World. That scene. Made no, it made no sense. It was like, why do we no. need this? And I'm just having like reverse deja vu because like I feel like we went and saw F9 and then we all talked about this and we it I don't know I feel like it went more positive than this. It knows that it's dumb and I think that that's, movie, that's the, well that's the big thing. It knows that it's dumb and it and, and it, okay. it's in on the joke. Whereas this movie doesn't think the audience is in on the joke, so it goes out of its way okay. to deliver the punch like feed them the punchline. So it just feels. It, Patronizing, because yes. like, whereas like the other ones, like Wink of the Camera. It was a terrible movie. Like, it wasn't. Great. <laughs> it wasn't great. It's not great. But uh, is there anything else we would recommend to listeners? Maybe a movie, a television show, a novel, music, video game, other media that you give to listeners who are at least maybe 
curious about Jurassic World Dominion, I'm just going to say go watch the original movie. Go yeah. go read the original. The original novel Jurassic Park is fantastic. I read that yes. book so many times. I read the junior novelization before Ooh, I was yeah. old enough to read the big book. Uh, my dad would take me to my sister's dance classes and I would read the junior novelization over and over again. The original book is fantastic. I, it's a masterpiece. I, I think both the novel Again, and the film are masterpieces. Changed my life. Like yeah. the book because I became a graphic designer because of it. The movie because I gained at least 30 pounds as a child because all I did was sit in my room and watch it on repeat. Mm. And also I'd say the visual effects largely, not 100%, but they largely hold up pretty pretty They're well pretty for great. a movie that's almost 30 yeah, years old. They yeah, they mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Uh, Laurent Chapman, what would you recommend to listeners? Uh, you know, I I couldn't. I mean, dinosaur movies are. I, I really I, I googled it. There's not that many actually to be surprised. I mean, not any. I would re- watch. I, I would watch Oklahoma produced film Jurassic Games at least <laughs> five more times before I'd watch this again. I agree. I absolutely agree. So I mean, it's like so. I just thought like creature features. I'm like, you know, I really kind. I kind of liked. I mean, didn't love it, but it was entertaining. Like Crawl. I don't know if you heard about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. That was fun. I was like, you know, I would, I mean, if you're into that, like, creature feature sort of thing, then that's a far more It was Tarantino's top film that movie. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I found it entertaining. <laughs> so, you know, and it's also dumb, but it's it's also pretty, you know, it's it's slick and entertaining at least. So, mm-hmm. All right. Brock Lay, uh, other than novel, anything you'd recommend? Yeah. So if you're looking, so if you're looking as a, into the world by means of people being dumb, like in Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, I recommend The Mist because that is actual dominion of creatures taking over the world. And it is actually scary. It's good. It's suspenseful. And it's a conclusive ending if you haven't seen it. Def- definitely um, very conclusive. That <laughs> is an ending that it gives you and you are just left there. You know, I love on. the ending to that movie. It was a, Some people it was, hate it but because it's not the ending in the book. But, but I, I, mean, I love the ending. It's it's a fantastic ending. It's a fantastic ending. It's, it fits it's, the story. It's so much yeah. better than the short story, and it's one of those rare things. One, it's rare because it's a Stephen King adaptation that's actually really good, um, and the ending is actually very satisfying because you just you don't expect certain things. Like you know, with with Jurassic World Dominion, like you never fear for any one character because you're like they're not gonna kill this one, 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 this one. And so you're just, you never have, like, I, I dug the dinosaur scenes, but you never, like, have that, like, fear for anybody. And so in the mist, you're just constantly um, just worried. And, again, you don't get much creatures, but it is creatures taking over the world, but it's also creatures that lurk within your circles that, you know, good versus evil. I don't know. It's a fantastic movie. And that's, that's one that, that's the first one that came to mind. I think it's a great recommendation. I think more people should see it. It's great. It's probably, I'll check. It's probably streaming somewhere right now, I'm sure. Jason Black, what would you recommend to listeners who are at least casually interested in Jurassic World Dominion? Maybe instead of watching it, they could go watch this thing or read this thing. Jaws? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, good. I mean, if you're saying within the dinosaur world, I'd just say go watch Jurassic Park. But if you want to, if you want a movie that's really good, just go watch Jaws. Yeah. Prehysteria with the kid from Last Action Hero. He has baby dinosaurs. <laughs> it's a dope movie. Uh, what was it? The Meg? That's the movie with the giant yeah. shark. Even that, yeah. which I didn't okay. like. It's not amazing, but at least it knows what it I is. I wasn't offended yeah. by it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the thing. Yeah, yeah. a sequel, and it actually got a really good director, I think. Oh, mm. really? Oh, man. Yeah, like a really good director. Mm. Oh, boy. I better batten down the hatches now. All right. So, last thing in the spoiler free uh, section, then we'll move on and talk about a few things. Um, if we, but uh, let's rank the movies. Um, I'll just start us off. 
I think it's, in my opinion, it's pretty obvious. It's descending order. You have one, two, three, four, five, six. I think they get worse as they go. I actually <laughs> think Jurassic World is pretty good. You like Jurassic World? Yeah, I do. I, I like it. I think Jurassic World was a good, um, I know it's kind of a, it's just a rehash of the first movie, essentially, but I actually had a really good time in the theater when I saw it the first time. I would say it's, I'd say it's much better than Jurassic 3. Okay. So I actually, I actually think Jurassic World is pretty fun. Well, the thing about Jurassic World that I like, it's, I still feel like it's kind of dumb, but it is, I love the idea of, but what if they figured out how to work? Let's just skip over the, like all the logistics that we, the, the second and third movie dwell on why it wouldn't work. What if they did though? That's pretty compelling. And they show, they show what that's like. And it's actually really interesting. That's the part of the movie I like the most. So yeah. I think that's, yeah. I think that's a fair argument. Yeah. 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 Lauren Chapman. Uh, Dominion's, uh, Dominion's the worst, uh, I think <laughs> Fallen, Fallen Kingdom's right behind it. Um, I don't hate Jurassic Park 3 as a lot of people do. I find it to be like a very like... It's a ride. It's a ride. It's not great. It's entertaining though, you know, so, but I put that, you know, in next place. Um, I think, um, Jurassic World, um, the Lost, this is the Lost World, yeah, um, comes in next for me, and then I think Jurassic World, the the in the, the first one, um, is in second place, and then the first one. All right, so we got some champions of Jurassic World. At the yeah, table. I, I think it's good. It's actually like they at least have interesting like set pieces, yeah. and like I feel like the dinosaurs are still menacing to me. You know, they still like set those scenes up well enough. I think the plot's a little sillier, but like. They at least got that right. That was know, the so. one movie I actually thought Bryce Dallas Howard was really well utilized of the Jurassic World movies. I, I didn't like her much in the second or the third one, and the, or this one, but I, she was actually really well used, utilized in that that first one. Even I, I know everyone makes like to make fun of the fact that she ran in heels, but yeah, like, but even yeah. she does. I mean, she, <laughs> yeah. she's self aware. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Brock, I go uh, five is the worst because I've. Watched it once and never wanted to watch it again. I just didn't care. <laughs> you too, Brock, can buy a dinosaur for $50 million. <laughs> I mean, the, the volcano erupting was okay, but that was like yeah. the only part I remember. The one dinosaur that had like the hair, like a spike haircut. That was a good time. That was a good time. I, I <laughs> uh, so I go five, three, a child living on that island by himself for that many weeks is unrealistic and stupid. And the fact that he saved Dr. Grant pissed me off. Then I go six because of experience uh, with my children. <laughs> then I go four because, again, like Jurassic World, it, it it was Chris Pratt coming off of like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of getting into like his groove of like Lego being, movie. Like, Lego yeah, movie. Kind of like, he was huge. Like it was before the Chris Pratt fatigue. So like you were still kind of into him. Like, yeah, dude, I'm championing you. Like Parks and Rec was dope. You kind of got yourself together. Now you're an action hero. That's awesome. Then I go two. Two is vastly underrated if you go back and watch it it's actually really good the scene with the trailer falling over the cliff oh, that's incredible it. it, like, it's incredible yeah um it actually it's, it's it's actually really good and again jeff goldblum you know he's in the entire movie like i like the characters in two a lot more yeah. so that's why that one like is still like i hold I, it a little bit I, tighter even I, I love it because he's been through it one time and he actually learned lessons which is this whole thing's stupid. Don't do it. But but he gets sucked in for very believable reasons, which is his girlfriend and his daughter. The are, only yeah. reason I hate that movie is because his daughter, uh, uneven bar, this so dumb, kills a velociraptor yeah. by doing gymnastics, and I was like, that is the dumbest. And so I think that's why I hated it for so long. But I watched it again, and I was like, if you don't watch that, it's got Vince Bond, baby. Come on, super. Yeah, dude. It's got Honestly, Vince the only Jillian thing, I, Moore, like, the 
Julianne Moore is the only thing I, I love her. I love her to pieces. But this is the one movie where I think that she actually gave a performance I thought was not good. But okay, you know that's just. But I mean, you know, Jurassic World Two: The Lost World is more Dominion than Jurassic World what Six? I don't know because it was the first time you get dinosaurs on the mainland and how people react. T Rex does go through. Was it Los Angeles? I think yeah, San Diego yeah. or San Diego. That's right. Then yeah. you go. Way further up the line, and of course you have one, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I, again, I would argue it's it's one of the handful movies I would I would argue, go to bat and say this is a perfect movie. And the, and the fact that I would not change a thing about it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. That's our spoiler-free review of Jurassic World Dominion. That's our rankings. Um, we're going to hit on a few topics. Probably We'll try not to run too long because uh, we chatted so much in the spoiler-free section. But um, if you don't want to be spoiled on Jurassic World Dominion, go ahead and tune out now. Hold on to your butts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now in spoilers for Jurassic World Dominion, and I just have to, I, I have to start with this. You market the film as the end of a six-film series, which it's not. We already discussed that in depth. But you're saying that for 30 years, it was building up to locusts. <laughs> Fucking locusts? Locusts. This is a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie. Dinosaurs. You you hand-delivered us a, a solid premise with dinosaurs in the real world. I'm down. And you show up with fucking locusts. I'm sorry, swearing, guys. This is where I, I literally, I thought for sure it was going to be like a transition. Like the locusts show up only to set up another subplot that's more interesting. No, it's literally the locusts. They're going to eat all the crops not owned by the obviously evil... Uh, Biocene Corporation run by Lewis Dogson. What do you, I just want everyone's take on this. I don't want to belabor the point. I think it's the dumbest subplot. And and, and it's the subplot that uses the original cast. That's yeah, the, this is where, they're, like they're this is where they get all the meat from them from. Exactly. It's not like they're interacting with the dinosaurs, which I thought I was getting. No, they're interacting with locusts. Yeah. LeBron, what do you think? Yeah, there are levels to the stupidity. I'm actually surprised that that's where you, that's the thing that's most offensive because I thought that was dumb. But I, it's for me, it's the 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 self reproducing woman oh. and the 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 the. I was like, why did we need this? We did. These are elements that that are so divorced from what this. I mean, it's already kind of silly. I mean, dinosaurs coexisting with. It's just kind of like, but this just reached another level of like, okay. I can't like the locust was just is just a cherry on top of all of it. And I was well, just kind of you like, think when Sattler shows up and you're like, oh, this is this is the bridge. She's a botanist, right? Or, or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're like, OK, oh, the locust, it's a bridge. It, the, she yeah. gets invested because of this and it's going to bridge to why she's doing no, the thing no, with it, the dinosaurs. It really is about it's actually more about the lo the story actually is more about the locust yes. conflict and what they're creating. And the Biosyn Empire with, than it is about the dinosaurs. 100%. Which is really strange. You know, this is the concluding. It was know, leading up to Locust. Leading up to Locust. You said Locust was the cherry on, on top. But like the self-reproducing woman was just her taking a dump on top of the cherry. So dumb. Yeah. It was like, the, oh, this is what we need. It made me think, oh, now we're going to get people out here protesting that life begins at inception. I mean, just like them coming up with it, it, it was just the stupidest thing that that 
first off, they set it up with the clone in the second one, which yeah. was dumb enough. And now it's like, well, actually, no, she can get herself pregnant because of a frog or whatever they said it was. I can't, or it was a taper or so, I, whatever it was, yeah. monitor. Let's just keep naming animals. <laughs> but yeah, it was so stupid. And then you throw the locusts on. Like you said, it's about dinosaurs. That's why people show up. And and they promised it with the premise of into five yeah. and, and the marketing. You're like, okay, this is what we're here to see. It feels like a bait and switch. It's a totally different movie within the movie right. that you want to see. You don't need it. Okay. Which is which is really what I mean, Laurent mentioned this earlier. There's too many movies within a movie within a movie with this. Definitely. They they start off with this sweeping landscapes with the with the dinosaurs everywhere, but then we do go but again. They're they're really doubling down that we care about that. I guess their parents to this little girl, which we saw for five minutes in Fallen Kingdom, and didn't care about then. But then when they go and they, it does turn into. Kind of Fast and Furious, but kind of Mission Impossible, kind of James Bond. Kind of, you know, Jurassic Park doesn't have earpieces where we're talking to each other across the city. And, <laughs> yep. And then, but then they go into the Moss Eisley Cantina with there's where there's like gambling and yep. and there's dinosaurs. And that was the thing, like you mentioned Laurent being like, there's no menace. They're not scared of them. They are in like a fighting pit. There's two gentlemen fighting with each other. There are loose dinosaurs that people are watching these two fellas wrestle when a dinosaur could just come and eat your face at any moment, but they are not concerned with that. Then we go out and my man from the first one, Jurassic World, this is one of my things in movies that drives me nuts. So I, I always laugh about, you watch a show, you watch a movie, they get a phone call and they go, meet me tomorrow at 1524. West 81st Street, 40 foot, you know, and then they hang up. And I would go like, what, 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 was, the, what was the address again? What did you say? I, what, you only said it once. I didn't write it down. Could you call me at 555-792? Hang up. Well, I need that number. The code is 494. People just know this stuff. Well, when they find out that the girl that we don't care about got stolen and the guy goes, <laughs> she goes, Bryce Dallas Howard goes, they're taking they're they're taking her on a plane, and he goes. There's an airfield north of here. Great. <laughs> and then Chris Pratt goes. Great. I've never been here before. Let me get on my motorbike. Yes. It, and just go north. He he didn't say like. Well, I mean, is it like? <laughs> just go north, and I'll I'll find it. It's yeah. the instincts as is a raptor. A, as a raptor trainer, he knew in his gut that's where he needed. Is to there go. a particular street? That I should go down, right, or is there an intersecting road? I wasn't watching my landmark. kids during that scene. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, well, that's, that was. I was dumb. definitely thinking of geography. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we should also mention this is when he's also driving away from raptors. So not only is he, he's, yeah. he's, he's, his, his adrenaline's running because he's driving away from raptors. He's like, oh, I should probably drive to this location that I don't know where it's at. Yes. Mm. And this is, the, and this is what it's like, James Bond in, but instead of. I don't know, bad guys. It's these raptors trying to catch him. I just feel like none of these questions came up in the writer's room. Like no one said like, hey, so when they, I don't. like they came in and they're like, what if a T-Rex eats a dog and he looks in a little boy's bedroom? They're like, oh, bro, that was done in Jurassic Park 2. They're like, oh shit, we wrote an entire script like this. Let's, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, 
the little girl's mom made her instead, and then they just like pivoted at the last second. They're like, "Fuck it, let's just do something." Yeah, super. They're like, "We got Laura. We got the old G's back." It's well, fine. you know, you know. Speaking of the writers' thing, I'm not going to belabor this point here. Guys, Colin Trevorrow is a bad writer. He's a bad writer because you know what I realized. I actually didn't realize this until I was prepping for this podcast. My favorite movie he ever did, which basically bought him the ticket to the Jurassic World franchise and then episode nine, and then he lost episode nine because apparently he's a bad writer. Safety not guaranteed. I, for the longest time, swore he wrote that script. Hmm. He, in fact, did not write that script. Uh, He was just the director. And the only reason that movie's good is because of Mark Duplass and Jake Johnson and Aubrey Plaza because they are very charismatic actors and they made and that script. Writers, really? I mean, Mark Duplass, yeah. right? You know. Yeah, 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 totally. I, I, I genuinely I didn't realize that until I was like, he didn't write the script. No wonder, because he has throughout. Uh, he didn't direct the second but one. But he didn't write this, did he? He, he did. Yes, he did. He, he did. He no, I thought he co-wrote it. Co-wrote it because yes. co-wrote that and, girl and that, Jurassic World. And he he co-wrote all three of them. Yeah. Uh, he, he did writing world program. and even though he didn't direct the second one he was still a writer okay. and he wrote this one well he lost Star Wars because of one of his writing directing endeavors Book of Henry he lost yeah. Star Wars because it was horrible, hey, horrible but yeah. you know what though Duel of the Fates does sound kind of cool if you've seen the stuff that he I, I haven't read the actual script okay, but. so to be fair <laughs> as much as I want to bag on his writing the episode nine script he wrote that got has been animated online. Yeah, yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't read the full script myself, but the shortened version you can go find ver- like on YouTube actually sounds significantly sounds cool. better yeah. than Ugh, the movie we got. It sounds pretty cool. And it actually it was like, oh, what if we like followed up Last Jedi instead of just pretended it was a dumb movie? And yeah, anyway, <laughs> yeah. maybe kinda... he should go uh, Zack Snyder and make a just a, a movie about it and just take the. Same premise, but change the character. Change the whole thing. Rebel, Re- well, Rebel I, Moon coming and I, out. And I kind of feel like he's one of those directors, like, you know, where you give any director the big budget movie, because you've seen this happen, and we've kind of seen this. I I think of people like Ava DuVernay, you know, who did, you know, the, you know, Selma, and then immediately made, well, not immediately, but got a $100 million movie to do A Wrinkle in Time. Terrible movie. Yeah. You know, like, but... They can't all be Ryan Johnson. What I'm saying, what I'm hearing is Ryan Johnson is yeah. a gem and they're not all Ryan Johnson. Absolutely. And then, well, and then I even thought like Chloe Zhao won Best Picture of the yep. Year, Best Director, whatever, you know, like, and then. Coogler. And Coogler, now yeah. Coogler, I, I think, is the best example. But, I, but, but, I feel Black like Black Panther was pretty good. Black Panther was but, pretty, pretty but good. Creed you know? is awesome. Oh, and, you know, oh sure. and like yeah, he, yeah. he showed his chops. Like, yeah, and he has his stamp on it still. Like, it still felt like his movie. Yes. You know, so yeah, but you know, you, you, yeah, I just think that Ryan Coogler is probably the best example, but yeah, yeah, him and him and Ryan Johnson are the two like poster children for like you make a, a, an amazing indie, and then all of a sudden a studio shows up and says, "What if we gave you tons of money to make a cooler movie?" Because both of them are great, but there's but you're right, Laurent. You know, there are a lot of filmmakers they've done that with, and it just hasn't panned out. They're well, we great in their lane, and then you give them money, and then it doesn't really like Gareth Edwards, yeah, monster, and then he. <laughs> Yeah. Godzilla was whatever, but I I loved Rogue One. I thought Rogue One was freaking. It was I, I actually. I think Godzilla's pretty good. <laughs> so, I know the first Godzilla the first I liked. I think it's pretty yeah. good. First, yeah. yeah. You know, one thing Colin Trevorrow said though, and you know, along those lines was in an IndieWire interview, he said, "Part of my job is to honor Michael Crichton's work." And honestly, I think dinosaurs and humans battling it out in the city streets is just a different kind of film than what he would have done. So the question I have for you, 
is do you think he actually achieved a story on the level of Michael Crichton? Or do you think he should have just done dinos versus people or dinos learning to cohabit with people? Well, I mean, we're really just seeing the same thing over and over again, right? I mean, it, it it's it's a park and they're dropped in the middle of it and the power's going to go off and something's going to go wrong and they have to try and get out before the dinosaurs eat them, which let's be real, we that's kind of what we're signing up for. We kind of want to see that. But to our point we made earlier, there's different deliverables. Steven Spielberg can deliver that plot better than Colin Trevorrow can. So, but, you know, what did Michael Crichton want? I don't know. But I think all six of these movies are pretty much the same thing. Yes. There's just a different execution to them with some moving parts around it. And, you know, you, you guys were talking about the first one. The, I think another thing about the first one is that it's it's there's not... 15 different stories happening at the same time. You've got motivation for everybody. And at the end, it's basically just to stay alive. But in this one, it's to the locus. It's that they made a clone. It's that, you know, they're, they're trying to uh, also find the Raptor baby. I mean, there's a, there's a million things going on besides, uh Oh, something went wrong and we've just got to survive so we can get out of here. And that's where, that's where these movies go wrong because otherwise it's pretty much the same premise every time. Yeah. It's just convoluted. It's just all over the place. Which is why I don't like the chase through the city streets because that's not what Jurassic Park and Jurassic World are. But is this what Michael Crichton would have wanted? I don't, I don't know. I mean, what do I know? I don't know the guy. That's a, good, that's a fair point. It is. Okay. It is what Michael Crichton, knows Michael Crichton would have wanted because it's what Michael Crichton has written. I've uh, read about five or six Michael Crichton books. I'm the by no means no expert, but whenever I looked over our notes today and saw what you wrote, it took me back to being 12, 13 years old, and it reminded me of a novel by Michael Crichton called Prey. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And it is about- Cool book cover. Huh? Cool book cover. <laughs> cool it book is. Cover. I'm not making you know, fun of you. It really it's is. It's not bad. It's not bad. Um, it is about a corporation- that makes nanorobots that then learn to self-reproduce and they are, they escape and they're out in the world and they are aggressive and they kill and they self-reproduce and they're learning. And it, whenever you said that, I was like, that's what these locusts are. They're manufactured by a corporation who is greedy, who wants money. That's awesome. I want a prey movie. Give me a prey but movie. That, I, yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like your question is like, did he deliver on a Michael Crichton level? He did. It's like he <laughs> went and read Michael Crichton novels and he's like, Hey, I'm going to make a Michael Crichton movie. But like you did it at the wrong time. You did it for the wrong, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. It's like you tried to pull, you tried to be too smart on something that was already established, but like, cause Everything about the locust, it, it it literally mimics the novel Prey. Mm, okay. And so I don't too many know, movies in one movie. Too many I, movies I, in I one movie. And I feel like make that it. movie for sure. Yeah. But because like you think about it, self reproducing, self just yeah being yeah, a menace. Like all the same and it's all driven by corporate greed, which develop, makes sense. Developed by corporate yeah, it feels greed. like a Michael Crichton premise. And so yeah. and I read the book as a kid, and like I haven't thought about it. And literally until today, and it was funny because when I got your notes, I was like, holy shit, like he's he's done this before. And so, I don't yeah. know, it was just kind of funny, like the flashback that I had from reading That's, Prey as a kid. 
That is an interesting insight. Almost makes me forgive the movie, but not quite. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll bring us home by just, just by saying this. Um, again, we're sort of running out of time, but I, I think, Jason, you, you sort of raise a great point here, which is saying these movies all have the same premise. And I'm going to just pose the question here. I'm not saying I don't like all of these movies. I'm just going to ask the question is, have any of the Jurassic Park sequels really been any good? And, and I don't mean like, did you enjoy them? I mean, have they actually been any good? Because I feel like the thing is we're constantly chasing the premise of the first movie. And even in this movie, like I said, I, I kind of alluded to this in the spoiler-free section, they go out of their way to create a reason why all these dinosaurs are in one place. And I was like, I thought that was the opposite of what this movie was selling. And it's they, they just can't get away from it. And I, uh, So I, I guess, you know, assuming I think it sounds like we all agree the original is a masterpiece to a varying degrees do you actually think any of the sequels have gotten close to matching what made that first film a perfect blockbuster and what I mean is we've talked about this throughout the conversation characters that are motivated in a way that feels real and relatable big ideas Michael Crichton style big ideas that the characters wrestle with throughout the film the thrills of being chased by dinosaurs and not knowing whether or not you're going to survive, right? Like th the first movie did it all. And it feels like every one of these sequels has been chasing that. So, Laurent, I'm just going to ask you the question. One, do you think any of the sequels are any good? And two, if not, if so, or if not, like what's been missing? Uh, no, I don't think, I think, I don't think any of them are like, are necessarily good. I think the, some of them are enjoyable. Um, some of the sequels are enjoyable, but yeah, I don't think, I think what's missing for me mainly is characterization. For me, I just I I realized more and more that that what made what elevated Jurassic Park was the fact that we had three really dynamic like characters that we were invested in again before any dinosaurs ever came. The dinosaurs were just that extra, you know, when the story just amped up and we realized we were watching because it was a good movie outside of being a spectacle. Where these, it's just the spectacle without the characterization. So I feel like it's just, that only has so much appeal. You know, so six movies in, it's just strained to the point where even the dinosaurs aren't even, like, cool to see for me anymore. Like, cause, I mean, because they're no longer menacing. They're no longer scary, you know. So, and then if I don't care about the human interactions, which you mentioned, there's several, there's several terrible ones in this one, new one. Like, I don't care about this subplot about these parents and what have you. That was my issue with Jurassic World. Was that they? The whole story is around like what was the Judy Greer character, and then her two sons yeah, are like there's the divorce, the divorce. Yeah. I'm like I don't raise care. the stakes. I'm like get to the dinosaurs. I hate these kids. They're annoying. <laughs> you know, like I just like the whole movie, and then and I'm just like if I cared about them, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the that's that's the dilemma. Is that it? Just feels like a, a lesser version of what had already been established because we get that same sort of like implication in the original movie. From uh, Lex and Tim, which is that their the parental situation is not great, but they love their grandpa, right? Yeah, and it just yeah. it's, it's tried to recreate, it's, it. and it's increasingly been watered down. But that's why I don't get that. Why, I keep going back to the to the box office. That's why I don't get why it's making so much money because it is sort of just the sixth iteration of the same thing, and it's but it's Kids not like very dinosaurs. good. Well, I know, yeah, yeah, it's like dinosaurs, you know. Like I have, I'm gonna have six kids. We keep having kids. They haven't seen yeah. the first one. But kids like Buzz Lightyear too, and that ain't making any money. I, I can't speak to all the movies because you're right. Consistently, they've all made money. I can say the biggest appeal to me, 
even knowing that this movie was probably going to be bad, was that it wasn't about superheroes. It it was an alternative to what we have been oversaturated with for a long time. And even if I kind of, you know, even if going in, I was like, this is probably not going to be very good. And it's not that I don't like superhero movies. It's just that, gosh, we've seen the same thing a million times. Well, this looks, this is offering a thrill that's different, even if I don't love it, you know? Well, think about it. When was the, like, aside from when Jurassic Park came out, when was the last time you saw dinosaurs on the big screen? Was it like, what, 20,000 BC, whenever it was like claymation and stop motion? (laughs) For me, it was Tree of Life, and it wasn't a dinosaur movie. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm I'm talking about 92, like Jurassic Park. But, I mean, like, you think about it, and, like, that was, it was game-changing. It was was awe-inspiring. It was like, whenever... Whenever Sam Neill takes his glasses off, we're taking our glasses off with him because we're seeing the brontosaurus, apatosaurus, whatever the hell it was. We're seeing it for the first time, too, and we're like, holy shit, they did it. Like, this is crazy. And then it just goes off the rails from there. And so, like, I never thought that they did anything as good as that. But, like, rewatching two, two is good. Like, aside from the gymnastics girl killing a velociraptor, which just wouldn't happen, you have so many cool scenes. You have the trailer scene with two T-Rexes. Like, that's upping the ante is like two T-Rexes. It's got great performers, too. They have a great supporting cast. Is it Pete, uh, Pete Pot? Is it, how do you say his last name? Possible Wade. Possible yeah. The guy with the mustache great. and bold head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hunter guy. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's, he's a great supporting actor. Remember, Spielberg directed this. And he, exactly. He's better at and, it. Yeah. That's what it is. You have the raptors difference. in the field, and you can see their tails. Oh, when they, when they go in the long forward. grass? That's an yes, incredible scene. the sequence. long grass is incredible. Yeah. You think about that, you think of them finally getting to the mainland. Like, it's not crazy but you're like oh my god he ate that dog that kid is like what's going on and so i mean it was it that's the trevorrow script the kid says what's going on (laughs) (laughs) i should be a writer yeah so it it upped it a little bit but other than that no like three was terrible four was like okay it's cool but like i love the park theme i hated the the taming of velociraptors. Like, yeah. they were so smart. The big loss. Every movie. And they were scary. Now they're just like, oh, you're they our friends? They're our friends now? They're like woodland animals now. It's like, you know. Exactly. Like y'all said, you hold your hand up and they're like, oh, we should wait and listen to these clicks really fast because it's. In the first movie, the T-Rex is obviously positioned to be terrifying, but they position the Velociraptor as the most deadly thing on the yeah, island. Yeah, the jello scene and the claw and the... Th- I mean, I was the like, that was... The freezer t- scene, like, yeah. in the kitchen. Well, remember when he realizes that they're making... He says, you're making raptor... Or you bred raptors, like... Okay, I see all this, but I can't believe you all would actually make raptors. When Sam Neill smells the eggs and he's like, they're reproducing. They're not supposed to reproduce. Like, one just off the rails, like never can be. And and that's why we hate everything after <laughs> a little bit more, a little bit more. Cause because we're that it's much further like, away from what it was. It's that Cause they keep trying to up it. And that's why it's just like, I get the locust thing. It's just like, yes, we have dinosaurs here, but like, we're not doing a retread of every, <laughs> every other movie until we make the T-Rex fight the dinosaur for the 80th fucking time and we think it's dead but it comes back to life and ends up beating the dinosaur i am fucking i wish the t-rex would die i am fucking sick of it coming back to life and beating whatever dinosaur just kicked its ass i just want to reiterate and i'm no 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 no, you're good you were good i i was i've been holding on to that one for a while no you're good again i i we really need to wrap it up because we're over time but i what i want to just say is 
You know, the first time the T-Rex does that in a Jurassic Park, the whole thing is, it, the whole point of that is not, oh, the T-Rex is the good guy. It is, oh, the T-Rex is establishing its dominance as the Lord over the land. And it's like they watch, like Trevorrow watched the movie, and, and actually I haven't sure Trevorrow, because they do it in Jurassic Park 3 also, but they're like, they watched the movie and they said, T-Rex, good guy, because he, but you know, it, it, Jurassic World, that is the best moment when they're like, we don't know what to do. And then she goes and unleashes the T-Rex. That's, that is that's really true. the coolest moment. But then they kept doing it. Well, <laughs> to your point though, Jason, that is one of the better moments of the movie because it uses, it actually smartly uses the audience expectations in a way that you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it, but now that you're, we're all, we were all thinking this, Thing. Yeah, it just works in that movie. and But then they do it again, and they do and it again, again, and they do it again. Yeah. But it was a cool moment the first time yeah. they did it. Before we sign off, I want to give everyone a final word. There were so many different details we didn't get to talk about, Um, you know, from Ian Malcolm literally just rehashing things that he did in the first movie multiple times, uh, to the fact that Lewis Dodson apparently planted a seed for the animated, the season five of the animated series that you get up. You get up Camp Cretaceous is awesome. My kids my kids so really do like it. I have heard the show, you know, I have heard the show is really good, but also, oh, look, it's the bar can from the first movie, but you remember that, guys? Well, guess what? We're not going to pay it off in this movie, even though we're going to stop the movie twice for it. Got to watch the animated series. <laughs> yeah. Um, any okay? Closing thoughts, though, just to sum it up. Go, we'll go around the table. Uh, Brock, uh, any closing thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion? When Jeff Goldblum started to unbutton his shirt, and the pilot looked at him, shook her head no, and he buttoned it backed up. I audibly laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's that's all I got left. I laughed at that too, Brock. No, that's, that's good. Leron Shabin, closing thoughts. Go see Lightyear instead. <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> or Jason. Maverick. Whatever. Or Maverick. Or Maverick. Yeah. Third for the, or fourth for time. the third or fourth time, yeah. yeah. I think that's good. Jason Black? I'm glad it's over. It's been a ride. And I may be talking about this podcast, and I might be talking about Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. It's fair. It's fair. It's late. We've been going for a while, guys. Um, I don't have anything to add other than just please, just don't watch this movie. Don't pay, <laughs> don't give this movie your late, money. There's I, completists I, out there. They need to see it. I, I, yeah, the, the completist is the, is the strong. That's why I saw it. Yeah, but also, but, but like God, this movie's terrible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thanks so much for tuning in to our review of Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to go around the table one more time um, just to talk a little bit about where you can keep up with our guests today. So, Brock Lay, where can our listeners keep up with you and your work online? Rockness underscore monster on Instagram and Twitter. You can see photos of my uh, brood and <laughs> things that I work on. It's going to be a band one day. It's yeah. going to be cool. Um, LeBron Chavin, how about you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Black Movie Magic OKC. Awesome. Jason Black? Follow me on Instagram and or Twitter, FlickKicks23, where I do movie reviews and wear shoes. Your shoe game is so strong, though. My shoe game is strong, but I'm really just trying to get free shoes out of this Instagram, and it has not worked. Soon. <laughs> and, of course, you can find me tweeting about uh, films, television, video games over at C Masters Talk on Twitter. That's letter C, Masters Talk. Uh, and you can keep up with all the work at the Cinematropolis over at thecinematropolis.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cinematropolis and on Twitter at the Cinematrop. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And thanks to each one of you for joining me tonight. Uh, we ran the show really late. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll catch you again on our next episode when we review uh, the the latest film from the Sinister and the first Doctor Strange, the director Scott Derrickson, his new horror movie, The Black Phone. I'm super excited about this. Until next time.